What the heck is going on, you guys? Happy Friday, happy hour. I am coming at you this morning slightly hungover, so sorry if my voice sounds a little (laughs) raspy. It's been a time and a half. I'm not used to being hungover anymore. It's really taking a toll. I know that this past year, the sparing uh, times that I've been hungover, I wake up feeling like I'm 45 years old. The pandemic did a number on us. And even if I'm not hungover, but I just stay out late, I wake up feeling hungover. No, like a tired hangover. I think that's a real thing, like a tired hangover. Like you just stayed up way too late and the next day you're like shaky. It's like I'm a a little kid that can't like hang at the sleepover anymore. (laughs) I know. Can't hang. Gotta go to bed. I, I usually go to bed by like 10, 1030. Like I've been actually really good at getting into to sleep earlier. But last night I stayed up till five. So like somebody let me know. I usually go to bed around midnight. And last night I got home and went to bed around two. And I woke up at like nine something to do this podcast. And I felt like I had been on a bender, which is so bizarre. Is this aging? I think this is aging. And also it's bizarre that we like synced up like that because neither of us really are staying out late. And I wish I last was. Last night we both did. No, I know. We felt like our old self, the hangover self. No, because I, I wasn't actually hangover though. So I didn't feel like myself. But oh, I, well, I was. Yeah. <laughs> so um, on this episode, we are coming to you live from Malibu. We should all be there for graduation weekend. We are recording the weekend before. So hopefully we all live until then and we all get there safely to Malibu yeah, for graduation weekend. When today. you guys are hearing this, Ashley and I will be holding hands, frolicking along the beaches of Malibu. I cannot wait. But the stress of like the week before of getting everything ready before a trip pretty much any trip where you feel like you have to look good for it. Like there's a lot like nails and also tanning. makes me feel this way. Can I get my teeth any whiter before? Should oh I get God. hair extensions? I need to Should I get a haircut? Yeah. Should I get a haircut? Should I get eyelash extensions? Like you got to be looking prime. Like these are going to be photos that last forever. Your graduation pics. Yeah. So the weekends that um, are this in your life, it is wedding weekend, any weekend where you are going to be in a bathing suit. Yep. And... <laughs> Is there graduation? A, yeah, a graduation is a big weekend, but it's yeah, the list goes on and on. Yeah, I'm just getting a little bit stressed, like feeling like I'm running out of time because there's a lot of appointments and things that I need to be getting done. And I'm like, is there going to be time for all of it? Like, I don't know. There's appointments that I need to schedule that I don't even know if there's room for them to be scheduled. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I the, the, immediately I when I heard. Yet. I haven't even called the people to do the stuff I need done. <laughs> oh, Ashley, you've got to get on it. Immediately when I heard that graduation was happening, that's what we talked about this. That's why I ordered my extensions. And then immediately after that, I made an appointment to get my color matched for my extensions. And it's just like, you have to think so far in advance. And imagine being a boy and you don't think about any of this at all. However, I had the luxury of if things got dire and I did truly want my haircut, I, there was probably 50 places I could get my haircut in a two hour radius. I just have to drive. You have probably true. have a few places. Not as many. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we are looking our best on this happy, happy Friday. Our best and hottest and most educated. And hopefully we're not hungover from the night before because with, with us all together the night before, who knows what could happen. We don't have time to be hungover. Like our itinerary is tight. You know we me. We cannot be moving slow. You know me. I like to do it all. Yeah. And Ashley was scheduling everything for where we're going to go and all our outfit changes and how many things we need to pack for the whole day and how we're going to make it everywhere and somehow all fit into a car. The hotel's not by the beach and the beach is not by the bar. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so I wish teleporting was a thing. I wish this every single day and I never have wished it more than right now because that would make things so easy. Um, but also you were saying how you schedule 20 minutes for like 
mishaps between every event, which is like what you do for a wedding, right? I um, I haven't done an HR schedule and I don't know if we're going to be able to, but I did learn that in a wedding or are there important things if you are planning an event or something, it's nice to schedule 10 minutes in between everything because you know that things are going to go wrong or get held up. So just already have yeah. it in. I can't wait to see how we're going to top ourselves this weekend. Like the itineraries are usually off the charts, but this time it's going to be absurd. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to not even tell you anything we're doing? Just pack. <laughs> like, no, I would like to be. Husband, <laughs> just pack. I would bag. like some childlike whimsy. Like some surprise could really do me good in this life. <laughs> <laughs> and these tired bones of mine. And then when we just bought, I just bought a ticket for a lake weekend. So another wedding coming at you, basically. Alabama lake weekend. Another five yeah, day at least, wedding. At least we'll already be tan and hot and like nails done for that because we got to we gotta start batching the trips. The nails might grow. Mine won't because nothing on me grows, but <laughs> the nail, yours will. <laughs> what is your go-to, super quick, Abby, what the heck is your go-to remedy for a hangover? My remedy? Well, first of all, every time I'm hungover, I literally wake up and I have the shakes. Like, I'm not even kidding. I feel like my hands are shaky and I'm like, oh God, how am I ever going to make it through this day? So I crawl to the kitchen. The first thing I do is drink coffee because that just makes me feel better. Even if I'm nauseous, I'm like, I got to get something warm in my stomach. Um, And then I got to eat something right away or else I actually will feel nauseous all day. Like I must, like, I don't even care. I ate a rotisserie chicken this morning. I was like, what's in the fridge? You're an animal. It it was 11 a.m. when she said that. God. Okay. Well, (laughs) actually, what am I supposed to do? Like spend time making elaborate breakfast? We had a podcast to do. I and my Everyone's youth. sleeping on rotisserie chicken. It's good for all occasions. It is really good. And my youth, I used to wake up as long as I drank water the night before. I would wake up and be like, okay, I can't wait to go out tonight. Ever yeah. since I hit, this is, it happens to everyone. It's so ironic. Ever since I hit 21 <laughs> and a little bit of change. I, the crude irony. <laughs> ever since I hit 21 and change, like I'll still go out the next night. However, yeah. I wake up and However. I can already tell like it's going to be rough until like 2 p.m. Yeah, I think it's really like the mixture of the staying up late and the drinking for me because I barely ever drink at all these days. So I don't know how I'm going to handle next weekend. It's going to be just or like the lake might kill render. you. The lake no, I actually you. might pass away. Your, like, your birthday party will for sure have you in the ground. I'm terrified. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ice you when um, I see you. Have please that. don't. Oh, my God. Could actually, please do. Would you? Would you? <laughs> yeah, put you know it? what? I'll do anything. Anything okay. for the bit. Anything for the bit. So get ready for dance, a ton monkey of- dance. What? Oh, dance monkey dance. dance. Yes. Uh, Perform. Uh, Taller than tiaras. You're my toddler. Yes. (laughs) Um, So anyways, you're going to have a ton of content coming at you on all streaming platforms, on TikTok, on Instagram. Stay tuned. Look out for it, you guys. It's going to be great. Maybe we'll write a blog post. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And then maybe we'll also reenact Survivor on TikTok. That could be a funny bit, too, when we're together. Oh, my gosh. The TikTok content we've been planning in advance, you guys, it's going to be so funny. Okay. Without further ado, let's run it back. What, what 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 did we decide we're gonna say? Well, a lot of the men didn't like when we said without further ado. Well, we don't care what men think on this podcast, do we? You're, I don't know. I care what Alex thinks. <laughs> without further ado, let's run it back. Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot, these two. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. For anyone who knows me, you know that I grew up 
being absolutely obsessed with America's Next Top Model. Like, obsessed. I have an obsessive personality right now. It's with Survivor. Shout out to Survivor. Ashley, we talk about this all the time. Um, But in the olden days, like, there was the reruns of, I don't know if it was on Oxygen or the CW or whatever, like, whatever network picked it up. But I would watch it, like, all day Saturday, like, 12-hour days, locking in of America's Next Top Model, all the seasons. I love Tyra. So I was like really into the modeling industry and just like curious about it. And I think it's something that like a lot of people don't really know what goes on behind the scenes of it. And it's very interesting to kind of learn. So of course, we have the most interesting person ever. And she's absolutely beautiful. And she is also a Pepperdine grad from 2019, the year before us, Taylor Switzer. Hi. Hey, Queen. Hi, how are you guys doing? (laughs) I'm like, this is my first, this is my second time on a podcast. So I'm like, how do I introduce myself? But hi, I'm Taylor. Nice to meet everyone. Nice to meet you. We're so excited to speak with you. And you are recording from where in New York? I am in Brooklyn. Oh, cool, cool. I've never been to yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, it's cool. This was, I actually, so when I moved out here, it was my second time to Brooklyn. I just, YOLO ended up in Brooklyn. Now I'm here and I love it. <laughs> a risk he just bought a one-way ticket to New York and yeah, didn't yeah, look back. I got a one-way ticket, don't know where I'm going, don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here and I'm living life. <laughs> did you play Welcome to New York by Taylor Swift when you arrived? Um, I did not. I played Empire State of Mind, okay. Alicia Keys. Okay, I'll take as long it. as you play something. I'll take it. Some type of New York song. Yeah. yeah. I went to her, was watching some TikTok and some like taxi driver in New York was talking about how all the people that move there, like in their 20s, he's like, it's so exciting for them if I'm their first ride from the airport into like moving here. And they're all like, want to play the right music. And it's such a production. Yeah. Which, is, which would also be me. Actually, maybe yeah, on the side, we should be taxi drivers and like take people from their small towns to their big city dreams. To their dreams. You guys can start a, a vlog channel of taking people to their dreams. That would be such a good... That actually sounds really you know fun. What? We're going to pen that later. Like, let's let's yeah. unpack that. So, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Dallas. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so lots of popping around. Dallas to Malibu. Yeah, so to I was in Dallas and then to Malibu. And then I studied... Did you guys study abroad at Pepperdine as well? Yeah, I was in Florence. And I was in- and oh, I was Switzerland. Oh my gosh, I adore it. I could rave about it forever, and Abby should have went there. I agree. Obviously. I went to Switzerland. I was back and forth between Florence and Switzerland. Actually, I was like, oh, yeah. and then the last day, yeah, decision. But yeah, you'll make but- choices in life. So, kind of jumping head first into it, when did you start modeling? Was this in high school, college, something? What is your origin story? When did you know you were going to grow up pretty? That's the real question. <laughs> we all. We all have dreams of being a model. It can't all come to fruition, not everyone. <laughs> Forget the question I just asked. Abby, do you want to get your question out of the way? Um, oh, the question about The Bachelor? Yes. No. I was just like glancing through your Instagram, as we do with all our guests. And I was like, wow, she's yes. so pretty. Have you ever thought about applying to be on The Bachelor? I have not, actually. But if I were to ever, this is my... so. Reality TV, I'm trying to stay away from right now while I'm trying to um, build modeling because I want to kind of focus on modeling. Interesting. We could not be more different. I'm running towards it. <laughs> running towards the light. I'm obsessed with Love Island. Have you guys seen Love yeah, Island? Yeah. If there was one show that could get me to go on, it would be Love Island. But I only want to go on the UK one. No, totally. Just the US one. Yeah, only the UK. Okay, well, <laughs> if you like British accents, um, you'll have to check out our last episode or episodes two. The first episode of season two, because we have a Brit and his accent is okay. everything of the sort. So 
Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that we got that out of the way. So when, where's your origin story with modeling? Yeah. So I started modeling when I was 14, actually. So um, originally from Dallas, Texas, and my sister is older than me. She wanted to be a model slash actress growing up, kind of like she thought about it, but she never actually pursued it until she got an opportunity at an agency. So she got called into an agency. I was 14. I think she was either 16 or 17, but my sister's only 5'5", five five and I'm 5'10". So whenever she went to the agency, um, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know. So um, whenever she went to the agency, they were like, we really like you, but we like, you're not tall enough. And at, back then it was very strict. It was like, you had to be a certain size. It was groundbreaking in cycle 13 when Tyra had the peak season five, seven and under. Yes. Yes. Big deal. Do you know <laughs> a steel trap? Yeah. Do you know what year that was? No, but I feel like it's probably around like 08, 09. Okay. Okay. I can look it up for um, you. The internet is yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually curious around when that happened because whenever my sister tried, um, anyway, so my sister tried to go and they told her she was too short, but I happened to go with her to the audition and she was like, oh, my sister is 5'10 and she looks exactly like me and she's younger. So then. <laughs> Tough look for your sister. <laughs> So then I met with them and then they offered me a contract the same day. So I was like, all right, cool. That's like going on a date thinking. and you're like accompanying your sister, just like grab a croissant and your date's like, actually, can I date your sister? Because I want her instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of how it happened. But uh, that's how I originally started. That's how I got signed at the agency. My sister ended up doing some more stuff later on. She was actually on the cover of National Geographic at one point, which was Oh cool. my God. She could always do but beauty. She that's what I was going to say. You don't have to be yeah, tall to yeah, do beauty yeah. modeling. I know she doesn't. Well, she doesn't want to do it anymore. But I'm telling her one day I'm going to get her back in it, and we're going to do. Something. Okay. Also, I I fact checked. Cycle thirteen was 2009 petite season. Okay. Steel trap. <laughs> you were close. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's how I started modeling. I did a couple jobs when I was in Dallas, and then I moved out to LA to go to school. And when I went to school, I asked my agency in Dallas. I said, "Can you guys help me find an agency in LA? X, Y, and Z." And they're like, no, you're not good enough. You don't have the experience, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Wow. <laughs> so I kind of just, I kind of just chilled for a little bit while I was in school getting my degree. And I also, on the side, I always knew I wanted to model and try to get back into it. So when I graduated, I was like, all right, let me try one more time. So then I submitted to all the agencies in LA and Wilhelmina responded to me, which that's is a like, big the biggest, one. like the biggest agency out there. So I back at my Dallas agency. Screw, Screw you, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, yeah, you guys didn't help me at all. So then- um, Wilhelmina responded to me actually, and they were like, "We liked your pictures, but I had just sent an iPhone photos. They're like, we need to see you do a photo shoot." So then I scheduled a photo shoot with a friend. And, um, I had those pictures, and I sent them to them all. And like this, this all happened in the same week. So I had the pictures, I sent them back, and they were like, "All right, cool, we want to offer you a contract." So then they offered me a contract, and now I am rep by Wilhelmina, nice. and I'm in New York. I don't know how I got here? Don't know where I'm going, but that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how it started. What are those photos called when you have to just take like? In, I mean, in America's Next Time Model, they were using Polaroids, but, like, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. like, you just wear, like, very clean slate, like, white or black t-shirt. What are those called? Digital. Digital. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so when you have an agency, just for people who don't know, when you're backed by someone like Wilhelmina, which is a huge company, so do they, like, help you find jobs then if you're signed with them and they, like, give you gigs to go to or, like, auditions or whatever? Yeah. So um, for the most part, they find everything for you, but I, I feel like I'm still in the learning process of how the industry kind of mm-hmm. works. And I've just, I've learned so much about it in the past year. So they find stuff for you, but also as a model, you're like 90% business. Mm-hmm. So I'm 
you're reaching out to people all the time. Like basically it's like 90% business, 10% modeling is what I've realized. So it's all about who, you know, like connecting with people and trying to get brands to work with you. So it is the agency. They all, they do have those powerful connections, but it's also the model. You kind of have to reach out to people yourself and try to get people to gravitate towards you and want to book you for those jobs. Oh, interesting. I thought they held your hand a little bit more and kind of acted more of a, a like the manager publicist. Huh? Yeah. Fly or die. <laughs> yeah, there's no blueprint or everything. They're like, all right, cool, you're signed. And for some models, they do start working instantly and they start getting a lot of jobs. But um, for others, you kind of have to do business yourself and try to get stuff, stuff yourself. But it all just depends on the person. Do you go on go-sees? Because that's what they called it in the show. Is that real? Um, so, yeah, sometimes I go to castings, but now because of COVID and stuff, a lot of the stuff has been digital. Oh my gosh, true. That must be hard. Or submissions. Yeah. The industry yeah. Hard. <laughs> yeah. What is your dream brand to model for? My dream brand? I was actually thinking about this the other day. I would love to model for a very luxury brand like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, mm. um, any of the high luxury brands. I just would love to do all of that. <laughs> all beauty, beauty brands too. Um. I, what am I thinking of? Lancome is a big one. Uh, Olay, CoverGirl, just the very big beauty brands. And Easy Breezy Beautiful. <laughs> we didn't even hit on some of the best and brightest questions about brands you've worked with more specifically. Let's kick things off with Skims. Okay. <laughs> Abby, you was just um, going through your Instagram and you hung out with Kim Kardashian. Let's just hit on that. Yeah. I'm yeah. shook. So... That's actually my first job that I booked, signed with. Stop. <laughs> so, I mean, out of the gate, strong, nowhere to go but down. The pressure I, is on. Yes, literally. I literally went nowhere but down after that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I signed with Wilhelmina, and the first two months I was kind of like doing portfolio stuff, and I actually was on my way to a job interview. I was driving in the car. I was on my way to a job interview, and for some reason, I just like happened to check my email while I was driving. I know it's horrible. Don't do that at home, but... um. I happen to check my really email. not promoting texting and driving. And checking an email is more hefty than checking a text. I know, I know. But for some reason, I was like, I literally, in, in my mind, I was driving to this job interview. I was like, oh, maybe I'll have an opportunity in my email somewhere so I don't have to go to this job interview. And I literally opened Stop. my email and my agent had sent me an email saying, you have a casting right now for Skims, but they wanted to see you in like the next 30 minutes. So I <laughs> really turned around. I said, not to go into the job interview, obviously. 30 minutes in um, Los Angeles? Like, where were you? What about the traffic? I was in Malibu and I had to go to Culver City. So it wasn't that bad. So I okay. turned around. Still cutting it close. It really took me like 30 minutes to get there. I was like trying to go like, fast. Skims, you're like, skims. Going like 80. You know, this TikTok's going 80 and like disassociating on the freeway listening to your favorite song. <laughs> but I was turning around and I was driving to the casting. So I went to the Skims casting. And whenever you go to model castings, they're probably five, 10 minutes max. They had me try clothes on. Um, do some stretches. They took some pictures of me and then I left and my agent emailed me an hour later. They were like, Oh cool. You booked skims. Your shoots tomorrow at 6am. I was like, Oh great. That's cool. I was like, this is exciting. And I didn't know Kim wow. was going to be there at the time. So then the next day I wake up, I go to the shoot and this is my first photo shoot since I was like 17 years old. Like first. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, Wait, when oh, was man. this? Like what year? What month? This was last year, January, 2020. Oh my God. Before yeah, things so, hit the fan. Before things hit the fan. So I did this, um, and I literally go to the skim shoot, and we're all just hanging out, and they're like, oh, Kim's on her way. And I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> like actually? <laughs> I would drop to the floor. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know she was actually going to be in the pictures. So in my mind, I was just thinking, oh, we're going to do some pictures in the clothes X, Y, and Z. And then she shows up, 
and it's like all right time to shoot with kim so we literally go out there and we just started with kim I was had, anyone I, fangirling like were the other models freaking out were you guys like oh, i think oh on gosh. the inside we were all like low-key dying because none of us had no like we had no clue she was gonna be there and we, we all were like oh shit like this is real like this is real life happening so we did the shoot but she's she's honestly amazing she's super nice uh but the shoot was really cool it was kind of it was like really surreal and I didn't feel like I I did it. Even when I look at the picture sometimes, I'm like, dang, I really did that. I don't even know. I don't that even know is crazy. We're going to definitely throw some of those pictures up on our story because yeah, that's actually yeah. so, so cool. Was that like yeah. your biggest accomplishment so far in your career, would you say? Yeah, definitely. I think I, so I booked that one. And then when I got home that day, my agent emailed me again. They're like, oh, you booked a job with Samsung in two days. So I booked scans ah. and two days later, I did a shoot with Samsung. And then, the agent was doing the work then. Yes, literally. That <laughs> he was doing something. Oh I was like, something is just popping off. Like, life is great right now. And then obviously pandemic happened. So then life just went downhill from there. But we're up and up, new city, new opportunities. Um, and we're going to see what happens next. I have some other stuff on hold. Hopefully that stuff goes through because then it'll be even better stuff. So um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that was really cool. Wow. <laughs> Two back-to-back jobs. Were you like, this bottling stuff's easy. Just book jobs left yes. and right. I literally, I got a taste. I got a taste of the good life. And then I realized that it was going to be a lot more work than I had expected. That's <laughs> starting off that high. It is. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Especially, the, I, it's, I think, I thought at the time my agent was going to do, like, they get a percentage of your your um checks so then they do that percentage and you have to bring forth the other percentage of work and I think at the time I was like oh my agent's gonna do everything for me and now I'm realizing oh I actually have to be doing shit myself so after that and they got me those two jobs I'm like all right what's next and then I was oh shoot I gotta get something myself like what what am I gonna do next I gotta figure out something I gotta work something out (laughs) Um, when you go to shoots like skims where there's a bunch of other models do you guys like exchange numbers are you like let's keep in touch or is it just like very business professional like nice to see you have a good night for me I just like genuinely like people so I always try to talk to them and I get their I get their contact information so I have all the girls that I shot with there I have all their like social medias and we'll like talk occasionally especially the ones that are with the same agency as me um but for the most part I get their contact info just because we are on set for 12 hours we obviously are going to have conversations so (laughs) yeah (laughs) I try to stay in contact because I don't know you never know and then like sometimes you hang out with people and then if I have a job and I know someone who I could recommend like I would obviously do that so, so cool. I, I do that we can ask each other <laughs> yeah this might be a stupid question because I wasn't as tapped in as Abby in childhood <laughs> but are you doing just like photography modeling or did you, you ever do runway modeling in high school do you cross over as a, an adult <laughs> I'm t- so I'm trying to cross over that's kind of where I'm at when I was younger, I did more runway and fashion stuff, but now I do a lot of um, sports stuff, but I'm starting to do more beauty stuff as well. So I'm trying to, I feel like you kind of got to start somewhere and then you have to branch it up before you grow. So that's what I'm trying to do right now is trying to A triple threat, else. if you will. Yeah. yeah, that's actually cool that you can do athletic things because a lot of models are just not built to be able to do like athletic campaigns because you have to look like yeah. you could actually lift a basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why... I'm really grateful for my parents for forcing me to do sports growing up. I know at the time I hated going to track practice, but now I'm really grateful that I ran track, played basketball, volleyball, because for the most part, I can force one of those activities. Like I'm decent at all, right. pretty much all of them. Just don't ask me to juggle a soccer ball a hundred times or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Through soccer anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was also wondering, obviously you have to have confidence to be a model. What do you do? Are there ever times when you just feel kind of 
like maybe in the early days, like you're kind of like imposter syndrome a little bit when you walk into a room and there's older models there. There's other like fancy important people. And how do you overcome that? Because we've all seen the movies where people are actors and they go into the room and everyone looks like them, like a straight line of 27 year olds with red hair and blue eyes. And you're like, oh my God, like I'm just one in a million, you know? Yeah, I <laughs> I think it's definitely hard, and I definitely have had those thoughts. I think the older I get, the less I have them. When I was younger, I was like, oh, my God, there's so many people who want to do this X, Y, and Z. But the older I get, now I'm kind of just like, like, F it, YOLO. I, you just got to go in, be confident, own who you are, and really just kind of – like, you never know who the casting director wants. You never know why they're going to pick you. You never know what is going on behind their head. So if you just go in confident, you there might be people that look like you. There might be people that – you know, do the exact same thing as you. You might be the exact same, but it just it just depends, yeah. like, what the casting director run, wants and what vibe they're feeling. So for me, when I have those thoughts, I kind of just, you just got to fake it till you make it <laughs> at, at a certain, like, to a certain extent because you can't show that you don't feel as confident when you're in there. It's like, you got you to gotta be on it. Like, you got to be on your stuff. You got to practice do all your x y and z all that stuff <laughs> that's so true and like you can't take rejection personally in an industry like that because yeah. it really is kind of like partly luck and partly I mean you got to work hard you got to get yourself in the right rooms with the right people but also like like you said you never know what they're looking for so every time I get rejected from a reality show I'm like you know what I just wasn't what they were looking for this season <laughs> and I pick myself up and I dust myself off and to the next Ooh. application I go because someone out there this would be a door and I'm gonna watch that's what you have to do yeah that's what you have to do because if I would have stopped from my Dallas agency telling me I wasn't good enough I would never be where I'm at today so I believe in your dreams to be on the bachelor I love a success story yeah Ashley's my my you're represented by Lamina and I'm represented by Ashley (laughs) (laughs) we have an application pending for her right now (laughs) I say we because it's a joint (laughs) managerial (laughs) project I know I need a trendier name for it. Um, my first and only client. But <laughs> um, I know you kind of said briefly earlier you don't know where you're gonna end up, but in an ideal scenario, would you like to still be modeling right. like five, ten years down the road? Oh yeah, I definitely, if possible, I want to make this a lifelong career. And also I think right now I'm focused on modeling because that's the opportunity that I have and that's the most like prevalent one for me. But eventually I want to try to branch out into acting. Um, I want to start my own businesses, of course. I'm still trying to think of business plans. I, w- I just want to do everything, but right now I'm focused on the one thing because then it'll lead to everything else. Ira always preaches that you have to be a businesswoman because beauty does fade yes. and you have to have like side hustles yes. all the time. Did you major in business, by the way? I majored in public relations. Oh my gosh, stop. Wait, oh, really? Have what? I seen you at the CCB? Like, I can't. Yeah, something's wrong. <laughs> Are we in an alternate universe? Like, time is warped. Like, how did I not Not see you? (laughs) We found a glitch in the simulation, finally. (laughs) This is proof. It's all fake. (laughs) Because I always knew people a year or two years even ahead of me um, in the PR thing. Yeah, that's how incognito I was. (laughs) That's how much you had the hoodie pulled up. Literally, I was in hiding all the time. I was like, I don't want to be you weren't <laughs> hanging out to talk after class, or were you in the front of the CCB? After class, I would go straight to my room, go to sleep till the next class. You could have been besties, girl. Look how, look how well we all get along. A swing and a miss. Two ships in the night. Anyways. <laughs> Two ships in the night. Um, okay, so we were saying, oh, becoming a business person. I tell Abby, this is kind of crazy all the time, that once you grow a brand for yourself on Instagram, any following, anything whatsoever, once you have your foot in the door, you can start launching businesses. 
and there is a much higher chance mm-hmm. they're going to take off. Yes. And people just like trust you right away. It's such an interesting world we live well, in. It's crazy, <laughs> but it's also amazing. <laughs> you can do anything. You can literally do anything. As long as you have your supporters, they will buy anything. I also think it's so interesting how in this generation, everyone with like social media and everything everyone's monetizing their hobbies and their side projects like if you're not monetizing it it's like well what are you doing you know and crazy and Ashley and I always joke about this but there's so many people who start podcasts who already have a platform like past bachelor contestants or just people who have been famous for some other reason and like sometimes at the beginning when we were starting we're like I'm a little jealous of that like I just wish that we already kind of had a following going into it but this is very organic and you know what like we work hard and I think that like once we do make yeah. it because we will make it we're gonna be like wow we yes, started from the bottom you know yeah god forbid people work hard these days it's also really <laughs> gratifying to go from no one knowing about it to like oh now we have this many more followers we get one subscriber we're like oh my god like over the moon yeah. <laughs> but if you think about it everyone at some point started they all started from zero followers at some You're point right. so at some point all the people with a lot of people there they were exactly where you're at now. Yeah. So they didn't think they were going to get there, but they pushed through. You guys are going to get there. I 100% believe in you guys. You know, you are so consistent with this podcast, second season. Um, y'all are going to have 10 seasons, so that's exciting. <laughs> we, we just flipped the script, and all of a sudden, she's the host, and we're, <laughs> we're getting inspired by our guests. No, that's actually so heartwarming and nice. Thank you so much. Um, I just like think this whole call, like everyone's believing in each other's dreams. Like that's, that's what this yeah. is about, right? <laughs> and Pepperdine people are just so yeah. damn passionate about each other. Yeah. They're only friends with other school. They're always so passionate about yeah. each other's projects. Anyways, back on track. <laughs> do you have, do you have in the back of your mind, any businesses that you think in the future you'd like to start? Or are you just knowing that you want to be an entrepreneur? Cause I would love to start other businesses, yeah. but I've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> in my head like I'm hoping some idea will come to me in the shower or something but right now I don't have any I have like some floating ones but nothing really good nothing concrete no like app or anything nothing like that I actually I think I'm gonna start a podcast soon so do please do maybe I maybe I'll have you guys as a guest on my podcast but that's why I would love nothing more um but that's yeah that's just and if you have any questions let us know because we just read YouTube or read articles and watch YouTube um I think eventually a like my main goal is I want to start a nonprofit. Um, I would tell you guys what it is, but I'm like, I know exactly what it is, but it's, it's in like the works. secret hidden in, it's hidden in the works. Yeah. But I want to start uh, a dream of mine would be able to start like a bakery or a restaurant or something because I'm obsessed with food. That's what I want to do is like, I want to find a way to make money traveling and eating. A girl who can do it all. That was like seven different industries so far. That I know, we've covered. I know. There's just so many things I want to do, but right now it's on modeling. I think, you got to take your opportunities as they come. So whatever you have, like whenever you have one, you just go full force and eventually it'll lead to other doors and other things. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, but I'm going to do it all. You guys are going to do it all. And we're all just going to get rich together. Bachelor, bachelor. We're all just going to have ourselves a time. <laughs> well, Abby, there is one expiration day. Abby, one day when you get married, you can't keep up. No, no, actually, because you know what? There are reality shows where couples can go on together. So the dream will never die. I'm sorry, Survivor. They have yeah. couples on there all the time. I was going to say, you guys can go yeah, on Amazing Race. race. Like, boom, there's another one. <laughs> there are, but not the kind that we yeah. like so much. All reality shows are not just for dating, Ashley. There are a Okay, that's fair. <laughs> You're like HGTV, <laughs> um, House Hunters. Also, I was wondering, Taylor, when you started modeling and kind of are getting back into it post-grad, did you find kind of like a community of other models? Or how did you kind of 
branch out and make friends when you like move to Brooklyn after only seeing it one other time you know like that's kind of scary yeah yeah and I only knew one I knew like one person out here I knew my friend Lexi and she introduced me to Sarah who introduced me to you guys but when I first moved out here I knew um I knew her and I knew one other person but for the most part I've I've been meeting people through Instagram. I went to a party by myself. That was Sweet. like the, the that was new for me. So one of my friends used to live in New York, and she told me that she had people in New York she could connect me to. So I had one conversation with this guy. He was like, "Oh, we're having a dinner party. You should come. I love and that. Bring a friend. Party. Yeah, but I didn't have a friend. So I was like, but I literally went to this dinner party. They had food catering. It's gets better. People. Party, but I honestly have been really luck- lucky out here, and I've been really grateful because there's been so many. I feel like people have kind of just been throwing my way out here, and. It's. I'm just excited. It's a good city to be in for me because I know it could be hard, but I'm really grateful to have people that like want to help me out along the way and people just reaching out to me wanting to connect. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> I do hear that New York is hard and rough sometimes because yeah. of the clientele, especially the pandemic. Yeah. Like, damn. What is something that's hard about New York? Because if I see on TikTok stuff that sound or looks like what you just described about people that live in New York, so it seems like the most glamorous playground ever. No, I need to pause really quick. On yeah. TikTok, have you guys seen the ones where it's like all about like romanticizing New York and the audience? Oh, it's like, like a rat running so or something. Beautiful. And it's like a rat eating a sandwich yeah. like next to you at a restaurant. Yeah. It's so <laughs> gross and grimy. Because I need someone to convince me that it's not that great. As <laughs> I love New York. I love everything about it, but I also... I love walking and I like the convenience of everything being so, so close and all the food. I actually likes walking. I love to walk. Yeah, if you like walking, okay, then you would love New York. I think it could be hard if you didn't like to walk, if you didn't like to go walk and carry your groceries. That seems daunting to me. That seems so daunting, carrying groceries and walking. If you're lazy as hell. Yeah, I went to Trader Joe's yesterday and whenever I go, I have to take the train to Trader Joe's. But luckily, like my apartment is near train stop and Trader Joe's is right off the next train shop so train stops I don't have to walk that far but if you had to walk far groceries would be hard um I think because I got here when it's kind of warm I haven't really experienced the winter yet I assume the winter is going to be hard especially during the pandemic I couldn't imagine being here during the pandemic because locked in your studio apartment with 10 degrees outside I think I would have died but um, I guess we'll stay tuned and see how it goes whenever winter comes this year (laughs) Um, so you live in a studio. Do you ever get <laughs> lonely? Like I think about living totally, totally alone. So I actually have roommates. I don't. Oh, never mind. No, 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 I don't yeah, live in a studio. Didn't even ask if she had roommates. Like, <laughs> sorry, I just assumed. How do you live in New York without roommates? Like, yeah. how successful are you at modeling? <laughs> it's an expensive city, girl. I know. <laughs> He's like, let me see your tax return. Um, <laughs> so you have roommates. How did you find the roommates? I found them in a Facebook group. So. Um, there's a Facebook group for people wanting to move to New York, and I found a roommate of these two girls. They're the same age as me, and they had an open room in their three-bedroom apartment. Um, so whenever I came to visit one of my friends in February, I met them. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, I'll move in here. Um, and originally, I was only going to come for two to three months, but the lease at this place was to finish off their 6 months lease. And I just said, fuck it, I'm going to go for six months, and then I guess we'll go there. Yeah, but even being, I've been here for almost two months now, and I'm like, all right, I need to find somewhere else to live because I'm trying to stay here longer now. <laughs> oh, yay. That's a, I love a success story like that. Do you want to live and die in New York? No, I think I want to live here for now because it's like young and fun in LA. I feel like I had been there for just a little bit too long, and I needed some excitement in my life, especially with the pandemic. And I just needed something to put me on my toes, and I feel like New York definitely is doing that for me. 
Speaking of cons a little bit, I wanted to ask this backtracking to the modeling conversation. What is something that you might wish was a little bit different about modeling or something that you don't love about the industry in general? Because I hear that the industry has changed a lot and we can see it because like it used to be just so rigid with like body types and inclusivity and everything. Like it was like you look like this. Or you don't get to be a model. But, like, in today's day and age, it's a little bit different. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, no, no. You're, I think the industry has definitely changed, especially from when I started. So when I started, I was 14, and they were very strict. You had to be a certain size. You had to be a certain height, X, Y, and Z. And if you weren't, then you were just yeah, cut, and you were it. Yeah, yeah, my poor sister. You could probably do it now. But um, if you weren't up to certain standards back then, um, you were just – it just wasn't going to work for you. So now I think it's definitely changed. It really has a long way to go because – I think social media has helped a lot because if you have a brand for yourself and you can kind of build your own brand, then brands will want to work with you. So you kind of, I think now you have the potential to be anyone you want to be, especially with social media, if you are capable of building your own brand, um, which is amazing. You know, you see all different types of bodies and people working for these high luxury brands and getting all these opportunities that they would have never Mm -hmm. had before. But I think the industry definitely has a long way to go. We are being more inclusive. Um, If there's one thing I would change you know it's it's hard because now with social media I feel like a lot of people can be models you just have to you just have to know where where to get in and who to meet mm-hmm. and kind of how to build a brand for yourself because if if agency doesn't want you you could start social media you could start a YouTube start all these things you can start a podcast there's so many things you could do to try to build your own brand for yourself um so I think if anything it would be the brands themselves just like the really high luxury brands, they just need to include more curved models in their runway mm-hmm. shows because you still see these huge fashion brands doing runway shows with models that look like one type of size versus kind of be inclusive. We want everyone. <laughs> always had a bone to pick with the inclusivity thing because it's like there's a size, a sample size, like a zero to two, like maybe a four if you're like, if they're feeling crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's like runway high fashion modeling. But then there's like a plus size curvy edition, but I'm like, what about all the people in the middle? Like the majority of people, you know what I mean? Because I yeah. always grew up with like an athletic body type and I thought about modeling. Like yeah. I'm tall as hell. I'm almost 5'11". And I was like, that could be interesting, but nobody looked like me. And I was like, oh my God, like why is there no representation for the mid-sized queens who like have a little bit of meat the on their bones? Person. I- the, ever- the average person that who are going to be buying these clothes yes. because the whole point of the industry is to sell clothes. Yes. Am I wrong? And that's, that's also why I kind of stopped modeling because I'm in, I'm in between. I don't fit into the zero to two and I don't fit into the curve model. I'm literally right in between. So for me, modeling it's something that I always wanted to do, but it wasn't kind of realistic because I just, I not, I'm can't lose that much weight. I would literally have to start myself and I'm not going to gain for me being in the middle. I think that that's why I do a lot of sports and fitness stuff is because my body type fits me into sports and fitness. And which is why I'm trying to branch out because at the end of the day, everything you do, people are going to try to put you in a box, but it's your own, like is your own initiative. You have to take initiative and try to get out of that mm-hmm. box. So for me, it's reaching out to all these brands, doing shoots for fashion stuff that I normally wouldn't be able to shoot for or doing shoots for beauty brands that normally wouldn't take my in-between size because I'm not curvy enough or I'm not skinny enough. So for me, it's really, I feel like it's extra business work for me because I don't naturally fit into um, right. one of the sizes. But at the end of the day, I really think you can be whatever you want to be. You just got to force through that box and you have to, in the right room at the yeah. right time. Yeah, be at the right yes. dinner party. Yes, yeah, so you just have to be in the right place in the right time, but you have to be able to 
you have to be willing to put yourself out there and you got to take a lot of chances and you have to, you really just have to go for it and, and not be embarrassed to failure or not be scared to fail. Because if you do fail at the end of the day, like who cares? <laughs> I, yeah, I, would, I think it's scarier almost to not try and to not go for your dreams than to go for it and fail just because it's like, what if you wake up one day and you have all this regret of like, what ifs and what if yeah. you didn't do it? So I am super here for that. Like I'm very much a person that just does not leave anything on the table. I hate like yeah, leaving anything unsaid, yeah. you know, like I just want to like go for it and yeah. see where life takes me. Yeah. And you should, I think you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also I really was curious about this. So when you're talking about like the different boxes that different models are put in based on like body size or just like personal branding, is there kind of a stigma between Instagram model versus like high fashion model? Like, is there, I, I mean, I have no idea because I, I don't run with in circles with models, but is it yeah. kind of like, it, like high fashion models are like the real quote unquote models and then Instagram models are like, uh, you're fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you guys look down on like influencer vibes? It's completely I mean, not different. you, but like the industry. I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's hard. That's a hard question to answer because there's some, it's so complex. And I think that there's some people who get popular on Instagram and start off, start off as Instagram models and then are able to work with high brands. I think at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, it comes down to your business and do you represent what the brand wants to represent? And are you able to get yourself in that room? Because you can, you can start anywhere and you can make it anything. So, um, I think that there probably are some people who judge, different type of models but that's just I think that's any anywhere in life you're gonna people judge who you for what you do yeah <laughs> so um for me personally I think that if you want to model you can model doesn't doesn't matter what type of model you are like you can be a model like there's there's all different types of models there's high fashion models there's this Instagram models there's sports and fitness models um there's beauty models face models hair models there's hand models there's like hand and feet models so I think and then yeah happy that could be us Sounds like something I could do. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, as long as you're doing what makes you happy and you get to wherever you want to be, then it doesn't matter. Because some people's goal, like some people have goals to be hand models and that's perfectly fine. Like at the end of the day, you're a model. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not going to judge you for wanting to be a hand model just because that's what I, I want to do. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody. Somebody's got to have that job. Someone does have yeah, to somebody, do it. How else are they going to sell rings? Yeah. <laughs> Lotion. 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 I was wondering if when you walk into a room and – they are kind of looking at your inf- or your social media presence more than they used to. Like, are they expecting you to have more of a brand? And are you expected to like build a TikTok brand and have more followers on Instagram? Or is that just if you're trying to be an influencer plus a model? I think social media is really important in the modeling industry nowadays. And I started to realize that at the beginning of quarantine. So when I started quarantine, I had like 3,000 followers and my goal was yeah, my goal is to get to 10K by the end of the year because I noticed that a lot of the models that we're booking are the ones with the high social media presence. So I was like, oh, what do I got to do to grow my social media following? Because I want to book those jobs. I want to do all those type of things. And I think... And what did you do? Yeah, what were your secrets? What are the specifics? How did you grow your brand? No, that's a <laughs> genuine question. Posting like every hard. single day. I posted every day. Whenever I would post, I would get like 50 followers on Instagram. And then on TikTok, if you make a couple of viral videos, you probably get like a thousand Instagram followers. <laughs> How did you have the content for that? My I, goodness. It was hard. It was so hard. <laughs> if you go back into my Instagram, most of it's selfies because that's all I could. Are you taking your tripod everywhere? Like, all right, 
that's time to doing. get back on the train. No, that's really what I was doing, especially at the beginning of quarantine, because I wasn't shooting or anything. So all I had was my whole Instagram feed for a certain period is literally just selfies, because that's all I could take. The art of the selfie is perfected <laughs> by Taylor. And then on TikTok, were you pumping out daily content? I did too? for a little bit. I would post a video a day or a couple of videos a day. It just depended, because the very beginning of quarantine, I was so bored all the time. I had nothing else to do take pictures and to post on tiktok i literally was doing nothing else but trying to make same i was forcing my friends to make tiktoks with me not to grow a brand but just like have something to do on a friday night i'm like who wants to learn the new dance you guys we started getting so theatrical with the tiktoks to the point where we were like we cinematographers where we were like okay we have to do this angle for the skit and it got like out of control we need props yeah we're like always overshoot like you never know which clip you're gonna want yeah you never know what's gonna go viral either it's kind of just you kind of just gotta pull Post and yeah. hope for the best. You never know what's going to take off. You never know what people are going to like. So I wanted to know what advice you would give to someone who is wanting to enter into the similar career or someone getting started because I really like your mindset of abundance mindset. We preach that on this podcast a lot. It's like there's room for everyone at the table. There's room for everyone in the industry if you want it bad enough and if you go for it. So for someone who's like, I've always wanted to model, but I'm not sure how to get started. Like, what would you tell that person? I would say... Find some people who inspire you, maybe just to like start, just to learn a little bit about the industry. YouTube is a good place to start. There's how-to videos on there as well. Um, find some people. How to become a how fashion to model. Become a model. How to X, Y, and Z. They'll tell you like. Wiki how. Intro. <laughs> no, literally. Just Google it. You can Google it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good place to start. And then also do as many. So whenever I'm like, I do a lot of test shoots right now, which is free for which is free photo shoots with photographers. So we'll collab and we'll come up with pictures um, and we'll just kind of create a vision that we want to try to recreate and then we'll just go shoot it. So whenever you're first starting to do a lot of test shoots and meet a lot of photographers, I think try to get, go to as many parties by yourself as you can get to. If it's going to, if it means you're going to meet more people, you know what I'm saying? You just have to meet a lot of people and you have, just have to talk about what you want to do and you have to be confident. You can't say, Oh, I kind of want to model. You have to say, Oh no, I'm a model. And this is what I do. Yeah. This is where I want to be. And you have to own it. And eventually, people are gonna, people are gonna see it. And then also, like social media is such a big thing nowadays. If if brands aren't initially responding to you, if you grow a big enough brand for yourself, and you kind of come up with a plan um, that makes people want to work with you, you can kind of you can kind of build yourself to be irresistible. If you have a million followers on Instagram, it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, people are gonna work with you because they know people like you. Ooh, the air of irresistibility. I like that. That's a that's a good line right there. Yeah. Um, you okay? Talking about super quick the idea of going to a party alone. I think I'm an outgoing person, but I still would feel carsick if I showed up yeah. to a party where I didn't know a single yeah. soul. If I had one other person, I'm more than okay. But where I didn't know a single soul from Adam. What's your advice for doing that? Uh, well, I almost threw up and I almost didn't go. Not actually throw up, but I was definitely sick on my way. I was like, I don't know anyone at this party. I have no clue what it's going to be like. But as I was getting ready, I really almost texted the guy and was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. But I kind of just held my breath and forced myself through it. And once I was there, I, I met some people. They were really nice. And I had a great time. And I'm so happy that I went. And I said, I met so many photographers at the event. And I met so many other people working in the same industry as me, I think. Anything you do, you're going to be scared to start it. But once you get past that first hump, it's mm-hmm. like you can take a deep breath. You're good. You just got to go for it. You just can't be scared. You just literally got to say F in. You got to go for it. Like <laughs> Do it for the plot line. That's what I always yes. tell myself in my head. And also, back to We Bought a Zoo, one of our favorite films on this podcast. 
he matt damon preaches 20 seconds of courage and that's what i think of too whenever i'm nervous to like walk into a room or an interview or whatever like if you just have courage for 20 seconds everyone can have courage for 20 seconds and once you get past that then you can kind of feel a little bit more comfortable and also i think people underestimate how kind the world is like for the most part that's true are good you know people are not out here to like obviously they're going to be judging you and stuff but it's not their main motive. You know what I mean? Like when you meet people at parties, they're probably nervous about meeting people too. Like even if they know some people, you know, like everyone's just out here trying to do their best. And it's kind of like comforting to know that if you did start a conversation with a stranger, they're most likely going to be nice to you. Yeah. For the most, yeah, literally for the most part, I I think there's not a lot of people that want to see you fail. So if you can kind of just get past that initial fear that embarrassment whatever you're experiencing you realize everything's gonna be okay and at the end of the day you're not gonna die you're not gonna die if, if all males might faint from anxiety <laughs> you might faint you're gonna be okay you're gonna make it through and then it might make you better but at least you tried <laughs> well, i'm loving the one-liners we're just like pounding out one-liners for <laughs> i am inspired yeah. this morning <laughs> What is your advice for someone this I just posed it like it's going to be a deep question but what is your advice for someone for taking really great photos just <laughs> like how to pose lighting what's your advice creativity wise find your light someone that's what to be, Tyra always says find your light someone who wants to be like pumping out quality content on their Instagram the common man wants quality content <laughs> you have to i think um for me i look at a lot of so i like I went to Barnes and Noble one like last week or two weeks ago when I was bored and looked at magazines and just was like looking at how people were posing, what they were doing. Or if you go on, like, you don't even have to do that. You can go on Pinterest or you can Google like photo shoots and what the brands are shooting and how those models are posing. And then everyone's also, um, our bodies are all different. You kind of just have to learn what angle works for you. So it's good to have a mirror, literally just go stand in the mirror and pose and do what you think looks good. Try to recreate poses um, stretch because you're going to be standing in the same position for a really long time at some points. <laughs> um, yeah, literally stretch. Hydrate. Stay nimble Hydrate. out there, you guys. Stay nimble. Get some glucose. <laughs> yeah, but I think you can just have to learn yourself and learn your angles and then you just have to know what to do with it. You have to be able to do what you do in front of a mirror, but with no mirror. <laughs> right. Do you have a killer morning routine? I know this is a serious like your skin is glowing I need to know the skincare routine like what do you do besides drink um, I'm sure you drink a lot of water and like hydrate your skin like it's literally the yeah. glowiest skin I've ever seen thank you what that's why they pay her the big bucks what do you do um so I only drink I don't really like sodas or anything else like I don't drink alcohol I only drink water and that's it um, I eat a lot of food, but I damn it, <laughs> you drink flavored water or like sparkling water. No, I just like regular water. Like I don't like. Stop. I just like I like sodas, but I don't ever drink them, especially Does when this I scare eat. you. This Lacroix, it's just too much. Yeah, like I, I just like this is what I got. I got my regular water with my Brita filter. <laughs> and also, uh, if I were to go to a party alone, also my like safety net would be holding a drink in my hand yeah. and like taking a sip of it. And I didn't drink. I didn't drink, so I didn't drink at the party. I was party full on sober do you bring like a cup for water to hold um no i'm just like oh I'll just take water like it's fine your hydro flask, just a girl in a hydro the host of the party is like we don't even have water here <laughs> he's like let me go get some from the sink yeah but um oh your morning routine and skincare no no they, they literally did it <laughs> so great i try to wake up by eight every single day so i'll wake up and i try to work out when i wake up so recently i've been going to hot yoga that's what i've been doing since i got here 
Um, I got a month unlimited membership because I told myself if I go every day for a month, I'll be fit, and then I won't have to have. You're to like go that again. was a myth. <laughs> a month, but um, I think I'm gonna have to keep doing other stuff after. So it was a failed plan. But <laughs> I wake up, I work out. Um, skincare products I use, I use Elta MD. It's like a sensitive foaming facial cleanser, and then I also use um, Cetaphil moisturizer i use that i just use all like natural sensitive products i don't use a lot of stuff so that's my hill that i'm recently dying on we don't need elaborate skincare routines no you don't and then in the morning i try to just use water and lotion and, and then i always put sunscreen on every single day mm, hear that abby what face <laughs> sunscreen do you recommend because i am in the market for one i use elta md sunscreen are we talking elta i don't know this brand yes elta okay <laughs> <laughs> Is it tinted? Because I feel like I might enjoy a tinted sunscreen. I have no idea, but I I love the sunscreen. That's the one that I use. It's really light too. Oh, I do know this brand. I lied. Oh. I'm on skincare talk like yeah. all the time. So. Okay. Start wearing sunscreen, Abby. <laughs> if I ever want to be a hand model, I better start putting it on my hands too. We love to um, spend time at the beach and the lake and all the places where sun's prevalent. And Abby used to always tell me I'd rather be hot now than... <laughs> Yes. Then I'm gonna age. I'm gonna be hot and tan in my hot age, hot yeah. and tan in my years of being hot, anyways. Right? Then yeah. worry about later down the line when yeah. I'm. I hopefully like I lock something down and I'm like <laughs> set. So who cares if I'm hot and tan then? You know, it's <laughs> true. I guess it won't really matter as much. We'll just be living life. <laughs> Think just to wrap things up a little bit. What is just some of the best advice you've ever heard um, for people in their 20s, or just kind of like a mantra you live by? Anything that's uplifting to like kind of close out this podcast, it can be related to modeling or not, but yeah, I think anything you do, there's potential to get there. So you just kind of have to figure out, you just kind of have to figure out a plan. And I think, especially in the entertainment industry, when you first go in it, it kind of seems like it happens overnight for people. And I, and it doesn't really happen that way. A lot of people have plans and they have structured, um, they, they just have structure with what they're doing mm -hmm. and you kind of just especially when you start new projects by yourself, you kind of just go into it full force without a plan, but really think about a plan and come up with a vision and where you want to see yourself and what your ultimate goals are. And eventually you'll kind of get there, but you just have to be confident in yourself and you just have to keep talking. You have to keep talking about your goals with people. You just have to keep doing stuff every single day to get better. And if you want to kind of check in where you're at and how you're doing, just look at exactly what you were doing last year, this day last year, like you guys didn't have your podcast yet because you said you started in the fall Yeah, and you guys are already starting on the second season. That's good advice. Me, yeah. Like <laughs> I like just, that. just look at where you were at last year and how far you've come and just know it is a journey and it's going to be a long one. But eventually if you work hard enough, you can get there and don't let anyone put you in a box. You can do whatever you want to be. If you want to be on The Bachelor, I strongly believe you can get there. You just have to find that one person that's going to say, yes, we'll let you in. And when your podcast blows up, I guarantee you they will put you on The Bachelor. Or vice versa. <laughs> We're also oh, hoping for vice versa. <laughs> Abby blows up. Or then the podcast. We are yes. thinking of the podcast always. If the if I were to get on a reality show, just think of the exposure for the pod. Yes, literally. You, you know? guys would have so much exposure. Totally. <laughs> but I think just try everything, you know, because – you might be working in one path and then try something else and that just take off for you. Just try everything and eventually it'll just lead you where you want to be if you know where you're trying to go. You just float in. Just float on the journey. Follow the journey and work hard every single day. <laughs> I love it. Do you that? have any podcasts or books that you'd recommend that you have read lately or listened to? Um, there was one book that I read. Um, Welteroth. She was the first um, African American editor of Vogue, I think. I think. I think that's what she was. Some, somewhere at Vogue, she was 
very high up at Vogue. She has a book called More Than Enough. Um, I love that book. It was very great. I also have a book that's staring at me right now that I haven't read. It's called Everything <laughs> Figure Outable. I have no idea if it's going to Oh, be- I've like screenshotted that on someone's story on Instagram. Yes, yeah, it's literally staring at me right now, but I have not opened it. So hopefully that's going to be my next book I read. <laughs> yeah, we'll get <laughs> back to everyone. Interesting. Yeah. And then Shonda Rhimes. I don't know if you've seen like How to Get Away with Murder Scandal. She has a book that I love. It's called Year of Yes. So it, it's literally a year where she focused on saying yes to everything. And I am just obsessed with that book. And I feel like after reading that, I was like, all right, I'm going to say yes to any opportunity I get because it kind of got her to where she is today. Um, so that's a good book as well. I love that. Cool. Happy I, those some- all sound like stellar options. I just think you are so inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your tips and tricks on how to get into the modeling industry. Where can the people find you? Yeah, the people need to find you, though. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram is Taylor Spencer underscore. And then also have a YouTube channel. Like, comment, um, share, subscribe. And uh, that. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Smash but- that subscribe button, you guys. What do they I say? Am, if you just go anywhere and you type in Taylor Spencer, you will probably find me on the World Wide Web. Yeah. On everything. Just type my name and you'll find me. <laughs> Podcast pending. Podcast pending. It is coming. So stay tuned for that. And uh, make sure to look out for our TikTok content on Just Go With It dot podcast because I will be duetting you later. Yeah. That was and I will be waiting. I'll be waiting for your podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. And if I'm in New York, I would love to hang out. Yeah, please hit us up. Yeah. Yes, please. If you guys come to New York, let me know. You guys are graduating this weekend, so congrats on Thank you. It's going to be a time. Thank you guys your podcast. I think you guys are going to do great things. And I'm excited to see where you guys go. <laughs> so uplifting. You're going to be so good, girl. Like, I love it. I can't wait for you to be a podcast host. <laughs> Screw us.